In Your Element is a teen-hosted podcast covering conversations with our allies. I'm your host, Abby Jones, and I get to chat with some of the most inspiring educators, creators, and changemakers reflecting on their teen years, what makes them feel the most in their element daily, and things that they wish they had known as a teenager. This podcast is a sister organization with The Element Collective. The Element Collective hosts virtual and in-person workshops providing mindfulness, movement, creativity, fun, and other tools that high school-age girls need to love themselves, own their authenticity, and tap into who they truly are. More approachable than traditional group therapy or school clubs, Element Collective founders Mary Allard and Kylie Roswell base their approach on the five elements and create a safe and playful environment for girls to connect with themselves and others. Because when each of us are in our element, magic happens. If you're interested in being a part of any of the Element Collective events or joining our Element community, like me hosting this podcast, or even Gabby who produced the music that you're hearing now, you can follow this podcast wherever you listen, connect with us on Instagram at Element Collective, or check us out at elementcollective.com. That's E-L-L-E-M-E-N-T Collective. Hi, Taya. It's been like a year now, I think, since we first met. We first met at the photo shoot for Element, and so much has changed since then. (laughs) Literally. (sighs) How have you been? I've been doing fine, you know, I've just... School. (laughs) That's really all I've been doing. Yep, that's our life. Yeah. Growing up, I guess, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Have you ever done a podcast before? I've never done a podcast, so I'm pretty excited. I love to talk, so that's a good thing. Me too. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll have fun. It'll be fun. So first, tell me how you're involved in Element and what you do behind the scenes and everything like that. Well, I'm an ambassador, of course, and so that's partially why I'm here. And also, I do some social media work for them on TikTok. And yeah, that's basically what I do. (laughs) Why were you drawn to Element? Well, a year ago, like you said, when we all did the photo shoot, I just kind of loved just there was like the environment was really nice, partially because we were in a park, but it was also like I liked how we were trying to educate women. Yeah. So how has school treated you? And I know it's been mentally super, super hard for me and a lot, a lot of people, especially with COVID. Yeah, I've been doing pretty fine in school, but the actual school part isn't really the issue. I had a lot of challenges, you know, socially this year just because I had to find out what I wanted and what I also deserved in a friendship, Mm. you know, and... High school is just so draining. I cannot. Literally. They're always like, I want you to feel like you're safe here. Yeah. No, I'm super uncomfortable. I'm like, always. please just get me mm. out of here. Like, literally. There's a reason people like love to graduate. Like, it isn't. Yeah. Graduation <laughs> is a big deal for a reason. Yeah. Well, also, like, I'm lucky that I live in a household where, like, I can talk to my parents about stuff like this. Yeah. And I don't know how my mental health would be if it weren't for my parents, literally. Literally, same. Yeah. 
whenever I'm like going super crazy brain or just super depressed, my mom immediately picks up on it. She and I are literally like the same person. I would not be where I am at all without her. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, you know, my mental health issues, they're like, you know, pretty spread out throughout my family. Right. Because my mother has depression, and then my dad, there's a lot of anxiety. And so, of course, you know, just all mixed together in me to a nice little cocktail. Mm -hmm. So I have severe generalized anxiety and depression. I have severe phobias. (laughs) Yeah. Like, for example, today I had to do my driving test at the DMV. And I was literally shaking. I was so nervous. It was... I literally don't even have my permit yet. I'm just too lazy to, like... Honestly. Get myself to the DMV. Valid. (laughs) So, you are Jewish and black, right? Yep. (laughs) Which is not a super easy combination in this world that we... (laughs) In this world that we live in. So, how has that been for you? I mean, like, it's something you've had to deal with your whole life, and you will have to deal with it. Yeah. It's a pretty loaded question, just because I'm not African-American, which is something that, like, people don't understand the difference between, like, you're from African heritage and you're African-American. And so I always just tell people, like, black. Because basically, my mom was adopted, and so she grew up with white parents. Also, this was in France, and in France... There is black, white, Asian, you know, Latino, but it's not the first thing that we look for. And so obviously the person of color in my family, which is my mother, when she immigrates to the U.S. and all of a sudden everyone's like, what are you? Right. She doesn't really relate to that. And so, you know, I was raised, I would say kind of sheltered because I didn't consider myself to be black until like a little bit ago, just because I went to a school where I was the blackest kid there. And... I didn't realize until middle school that, like, people see me as black. Sorry, that's my dog. Right. And <laughs> literally, like, a kid came up to me and was like, do you uh, want to give me an N-word pass? And I was like, what's the N-word? And it was just, <laughs> it was really awkward. But also, like, I realized that I've also kind of always been on the outside of both my Jewish mm-hmm. identity and also my black identity because I'm too black to be Jewish but I'm too Jewish to be black. There's, like, no representation in either groups for me. Yeah. It's been definitely a journey. It's been difficult because I love my Judaism, but also, like, I never feel like I completely, like, relate to people. Yeah. People will always tell me, like, you know, anti-Semitism is at an all-time high right now, and I relate to that, but then also, like, I have to look out for the fact that I'm Jewish. I have to look out for the fact that I'm black. I have to look out for the fact that I'm a girl. I'm just, like, the concoction of just everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So how have you learned to cope and find ways to fit in? Well, I never let any of, like, the stupid American standards for identity because my blackness and my Jewishness are not who I am. They're just a part of me. Right. They add to me. Like, I make friends with people who I want to make friends with. I don't choose a track of life because of my gender, because of my race, because of my religion. But also, I tend to be drawn more to kids who are white. Not in the way where, like, I'm like, oh, I see a black person. And I'm like, no, we can't be friends. But it's like, especially in my school, classes are super segregated when it comes to... Really? 
because, you know, all of these white kids who are able to get into these programs at their old schools that they can pay for, if they fall behind, they can get a tutor. They get to, like, skyrocket to the good classes. And luckily, I got to do that. But there are so many Black Latino kids who just didn't get that opportunity and are, like, put in these other classes that are on the right track, but they're not advanced. And so the reason I think I'm friends with mostly white kids who are very ignorant to the fact that this is happening is because I was put in these classes where they're mainly just white kids, you know? Like, 90% of my friends happen to not be a person of color. And it's not because, you know, I'm like, oh, although I'm black, I don't like other black people. It's more just like I haven't had the opportunity to, like, be close with somebody like that. Yeah, it just hasn't come up for you. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You've gotten, I wouldn't say fortunate enough, but, like, you were able to get into higher-level classes, which just so happened to be predominantly white. Yeah. So that's just the way that the... Cookie crumbles. um, (laughs) Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, weren't you once in the news about commenting about an act of anti-Semitism? Yeah, so basically some kids at East High School, they came to our school over, like, a long weekend, and they spray-painted our school head-to-toe with racist, anti-Semitic, sexist, xenophobic, just terrible, terrible things, and then they spray-painted, you know, the East Angels sign, Yeah, and we had to power wash it off. Right. And so when we came back the following Tuesday... A nice journalist lady came up to me and my sister walking to school and was like, could you guys want to be interviewed? So we obviously gave our opinion on it. And it was just honestly crazy because also all of these like East kids giving up excuses for why it wasn't an East kid. Like, (laughs) yeah, even if it wasn't you guys, you shouldn't be defending whoever did it. You should be like, that doesn't represent me. And it doesn't represent what I believe. Like... Yeah. Well, it was also really upsetting because a lot. It was mostly anti-Semitic in the neighborhood around the school. It's a very Jewish community, and across the street is a Jewish daycare. They got bricks thrown through their windows. The daycare. The daycare across the street literally Ugh. got hate crimed too. It really just shows you how much prejudice is left in the world. I kind of, like, assume that everyone's on the same page as me on everything. Right. And that's not a good thing because I'm realizing, like, how little I know what is, like, happening in people's minds. Yeah. So, you talked a lot about, like, prejudices and biases and stuff like that. Trying to be able to work past your own biases. And how would you say that you have been able to do that in your life? Because, like, moving past a bias is not an easy thing like you want to move past it once you're aware of it but it's not just at the snap of your fingers that you can be like oh wait no I changed my view on this I well first off when I came into high school I was asked for like the first time like hey what are you like it mattered for who I was and I had to kind of come to terms with like who I was and how I presented in the world and kind of like love myself in that perspective because Bias and prejudice and bigotry comes from self-hatred, you know? Right. You can't hate another person unless they make you feel a certain way, like intimidated or jealous or angry. So I had to, like, come to terms with who I was first, what I presented as, and also just, like, 
It's like the golden rule. The way that you want to be treated by others, like, how would you feel if you were that? Right. Obviously, I'm still working through some stuff. You know, everyone, nobody is 100% perfect. Yeah, there's nobody in the world who has no biases. Yeah. And no judgment. You just kind of to kind of look inside yourself and know your limits and know, like, what you need to work on. The difference between having a bias and being a bigot is literally just by recognizing that what you are thinking or what you believe is not true, is not fair, isn't right. Yeah. Um, With all of this in mind, would you say that throughout your high school journey, your middle school journey, have you come more into yourself and who you are and... Not necessarily loving yourself, because that's, that's too a really, really <laughs> long journey. Um, but, like, living with yourself. You know what I mean? Um, I definitely have gotten better. I am a very much, like, an empathic person, and I'm a pushover, and I always want people to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tend not to think about myself that much. I have been doing fine, but also it's part of, like, my disorder that I kind of am nervous about everything. And so it's hard for me to focus on making myself happy when I'm too worried about everything else. In a way, I guess. Yeah. No, 100%. I totally agree. I am a huge people pleaser. And I'm like, I don't... Why would I Yeah. worry about myself? Well, I also noticed that, like, it's always been the way I am. Like, ever since I can remember, I have just been the most anxious mess. Like, my family used to call me dramatic until I got diagnosed with a severe anxiety disorder. And my parents had to kind of realize that, like, oh, all of these, like, instances where she was being tough was just her being mentally ill. <laughs> and, you know, people always are, like, apologizing to me. Like, they did it to me. They're like, I'm so sorry you're going through it. Oh, but, like, I, yeah, it's just, I like... You can't be upset about something that you've never, like, not known. You know? Like, I've always known just being a... Yes, yeah. I've always known just being anxious. Like, I've I've never had a day in my life where I haven't felt anxiety. And it sucks, but it's true, so... Right. Yeah. It's like people who were born deaf. Yeah. You know, like, they've... It's kind of like you just don't know... Anything else. Ignorance is bliss kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, you know, I just don't understand, like, that people have, like, never had, like, anxiety or, like, depression. Mm-hmm. Like, I think how about are that you just, like, time. okay? Happy. No, like, it's I not think even about that. that just, like, literally like, all the time. I just think that, like, everybody at some point has had some sort of mental illness, and I'm realizing now, like, no. I mean, generally, I think most people, especially people our age, definitely, like... It's so much more common. Oh, yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, but... I think about it all the time where I'm like, oh, you you don't have literally any mental illnesses. How? How? Like, I was just dating somebody um, a little while ago who, like, I was like, you don't have insomnia, you don't have depression, you don't have anxiety. Yeah. You don't have, like, any of it. No, literally, like, when it's I... It's crazy. It's just insane to me because I can't even, like... I'm not wired that way. Like, I'm not, like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, if you could tell another teen one piece of advice, or, like, yourself at the start of high school, one piece of advice, what would it be? Oh, that's a hard one. (laughs) Um, nobody cares. Yeah. Not in the sense of, like, nobody cares about you, but it's that, like... 
the, the things that you're worrying about right now will not matter in at, at a minimum a year. Like, you know, the thing, yeah. and also like, you do not have to be the best at everything to succeed. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I think that's pretty good advice to to end on. Um, where can the listeners find more of you and all of your stuff? <laughs> Let me think. Well, I'm very present on TikTok if you'd like to just... I don't really like talking about this kind of stuff on social media, but that's I'm, fair. I am on social media, so at Taya Stern. They're all there. <laughs> but also, oh. you don't have to talk to me or know me just to know that you are loved, that you is important, and you is strong. So just love yourself, and you'll be connected to me. Hashtag, what's the movie that I was quoting? Wait. Oh, it's uh, The Help. The Help. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Okay, well, I have really enjoyed talking to you we we ended up talking for a while um i'll talk to you later thank you bye